You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Outdoor Edge introduces the all-new Razor Guide Pack. Coming in at 12 ounces and in a premium wax canvas roll pack for compact storage and travel, the Razor Guide Pack is seven blades in total, including a 5-inch replaceable blade folding knife, a 3-inch replaceable blade caping knife, and the flip and zip saw for wood or bone. Whether you're hunting the back 40 or chasing game deep in the backcountry, the Razor Guide Pack has it all. For more information, visit OutdoorEdge.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin-cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, guys, welcome to today's show, and I am super pumped about this show. This is a little bit different from the normal Western Rookie content, but I can't run a podcast, no matter what it's about, without talking and sharing about one of my favorite weeks of the year, and that is Wisconsin's gun deer season. So I go up to Wisconsin to the place that I was born and raised to a property that my family's been hunting for probably close to 40 years. I've been hunting it, let's see, I started hunting 22 years ago now. That's crazy. And and I've been out in the woods, like, sitting with my uncle, with my, with my dad, with my cousins, people that could legally hunt before I could even carry a gun. And so this is something that I've been doing basically all my life. And I plan to carry on that tradition pass it on to my wife, to my kids, to future generations. And as you're going to hear, I'm taking my nephew out. Hopefully we can get him his first deer and hopefully it's a nice buck. So lots to come. Like I said, I look forward to this all year long and the fact that it is now the night before season. I don't know why it just kind of blows me away. I can't, I can't believe we're actually here. So I'm super pumped. Hopefully you guys are, hopefully you guys have either kicked off your seasons or are about to this week, but I'm pumped. We're going to sit down. Me and my wife are going to sit down and talk because most of my family comes into town, but for some reason, everybody bounced out of here probably because they need to sleep for the next nine days. Um, so I didn't get to do like a full family round table discussion of what we're expecting, but my wife, Samantha is going to sit down with me and we're just going to chat all about what's to come, what to expect over the next nine days, um, what my goals are and just, kind of chat. It's going to be a fun one though. So let's jump into this episode right now. You're listening to The Western Rookie, a hunting podcast full of tips, tricks, and strategies from seasoned Western hunters. There are plenty of opportunities out there, 
We just need to learn how to take on the challenges. Hunting is completely different up there. I've harvested 26 big game animals. You can fool their eyes, but you can't fool their nose. 300 yards back to the road turned into three miles back the other way. It's always cool seeing new hunters go and harvest an animal. I don't know what to expect. If there's anybody I want in the woods with me, it'll be you. All right, guys, welcome to today's show. And joining me on the show today, it is my wife, Samantha. Hello, hello. Thanks for being on, babe. You're welcome. So the plan was to do like a big night before opener like deer season eve podcast we've got family over here from all over my brother's getting in at like three or Mm -hmm. no i think he said 4 30 a.m and then we're heading to the woods at like 5 45 um and then you know my mom kevin yeah uh, cousins aunt uncle everybody's here ready to roll (laughs) and then but they they all all went home to go to bed which i mean i get it it's almost 10 and we've got to be up early. Yeah. And we're about to kick off nine days of... Straight hunting. Not a ton of sleep. A lot of early mornings. So yeah. it makes sense. But So I offered to sit with him and do a little recording. Yeah. And then when you saw... <laughs> you were looking at trail camera pictures with my mom earlier. Oh, my gosh. And you're like... How about yeah, I Yeah, why don't out? you just shoot a small buck and then <laughs> I'll come out and shoot that one. And I'm like, really? You think that's just... I mean, we can get into this later, but her blind is pretty bougie. She, like, straight up cooks She's in her blind. She's making spaghetti tomorrow and, for like, lunch. And, like, breakfast tacos and sausage or something. I want to be in that blind. I mean, it does sound <laughs> good. Like, sitting out there, if I had biscuits and gravy. Oh, my gosh. That sounds In so the good. woods in the morning, that would be amazing. I did ask her. I'm like, I'm really curious. Does that, have you seen, does that affect the deer? And she's like, nope. Like, no. her biggest buck that she shot ever right was last year and it was she was making tacos like right after she's making tacos she's like oh there he is people people act like things affect deer way more than they do yeah i think it's mental right well there's there's a big there's a big push from people and i get it like there's guys who go by the book like they wash all their clothes separately they do all of this and a lot of them are really serious and are really good hunters and they're shooting monsters every year and, I mean, if you do that year after year and you're getting big deer, then why change what you're doing? Yeah. But, like, hunting a small 40-acre chunk yeah. where most of us don't even live, so it's not like we can do any type of management. Yeah. You know, I'm not leaving trail cameras up here year-round. We also have a bunch of other people that hunt it for archery season. Yeah. And so, at the end of the day, Wisconsin rifle season you don't need to do anything. You could be sitting underneath a neon sign that says, deer, <laughs> run away, we will shoot you, and you will still shoot deer. Oh, yeah. Because, well, one, deer can't read. <laughs> and two, like, there's so much chaos in the woods, the deer are just, like, running. I mean, they're just moving a ton. Yeah. All the time. I'm excited to hear how it goes tomorrow. It are should be good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hopeful. The guy whose property we hunt on, he said he's seen more deer in the valley than he's ever seen. Nice. He's like, they're everywhere. But there is a lot of corn up, which kind of makes me worried. And I'm really torn. I've got basically, I think basically three spots I could sit in the morning. Mm -hmm. And all of them could be good. That's my, I have a hard time making that choice. Of where? Of where to go. 
especially if it's not like my number one choice because yeah. I always have like my number one. This is but where I want to be. And if that's taken yeah. or if it's a little too close to somebody else, then I start going, okay, what about this one or this one or this one? Yeah. And anytime I choose one out of three, I'm always thinking that there's a monster buck walking through the other two choices. I always hate when Dan's not confident because when he's like, oh, yeah, I'm getting a deer tomorrow. I'm like, wait, what? And then he comes home with a deer or an elk. And when he's not confident, I'm like, all right, what's up? Are you okay? No, it's not. <laughs> it's not that I'm not confident. I think I'll have an opportunity to shoot 20 different deer tomorrow. Yeah. I don't. I, I never go into rifle season super confident about a big buck. Yeah. Because, like I said, it's chaos out there. Mm -hmm. Anything could happen. You could go the entire season without seeing anything bigger than a fork, or you could have a dozen monsters walk in front of you opening weekend. Like I'm too much like type A. I need <laughs> I need to know. No, I like I like the Honestly, I thought about bringing cellular trail cameras up here yeah, you and totally putting them can. out. Why don't you? Part of me really likes the unknown of the it. The unknown here in Wisconsin at the hunting property yeah. because it's like no matter what you do throughout the year there will be deer in the woods and I like the excitement of like anything could show up at any second mm -hmm. literally I've had it where all morning long it's just been slow and I've had those days I've had days I've gone a couple days out here without even seeing a deer mm -hmm. which is very rare but at any second you could just barely turn and there's a deer standing there. And especially now. That's what happened last year, right? You said with Aiden? Oh, yeah. Multiple times. You're just sitting there. and there, like, were, oh, there was probably there six is. encounters like that that morning. Yeah. Where you're sitting there and it's just like, you start to wonder, oh, is there going to be a deer that comes through today or this morning or mm -hmm. whatever? And then all of a sudden, they're in your face. Bam. Like yeah. right on top of you. And that's what happened. I turned to talk to Aiden last year. Mm -hmm. And... I was just going to slowly turn and mention something to him. And as soon as I did, there was a deer 15 to 20 yards behind him. I mean, like yeah. in plain sight of both of us, directly past him from where I was. And I just go, Aiden, do not move. There is a big buck right there. Yeah. And he, like, his eyes just get huge, and he's, like, frozen, st staring straight <laughs> forward. This is Dan's nephew. He's like, what? Yeah. Uh, 15 maybe? Yeah, so he's actually, he's going to be hunting. Uh, he's getting a license this year, and uh, he'll be coming out. I think he gets in from New York tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. So. Nice. Dean was getting ready for um, tomorrow morning. He was setting all his stuff out in Canyon, our son. He was like, Dad, what are you doing? And Dean's like, oh, I'm going hunting in the morning. And Canyon's like, without me? Yeah. <laughs> it was the cutest was thing, but did you, have you recapped your little Missouri hunt with him? Your no, not really. Haven't done much with him. I mean, there's not much to talk about, but do you want to? Yeah. I, because there's not much to talk about. I feel like it'd be fun to have him on the oh, yeah. podcast and talk about it. I don't know how much he actually would, but basically would we did like a five minute. Little we did five sits. <laughs> we saw one deer for a grand total of three seconds. Yeah. He didn't even see it. I saw it, but he didn't. Had coyotes howling midday all day long, morning and night, one day. And driving through the field, I looked over to my left, and there's a coyote just standing there. And I was like, 
or my like something's off. Like my eyes are playing tricks yeah. on me. Seventy yards off the driver's side of the vehicle, I park. I turned to my son and I said, Canyon, there's a coyote out there. I'm going to shoot it. And he goes, where? <laughs> and he's like looking around and he sees it. And I get out of the pass or out of the driver's side, go to the rear driver's side door, get the AR out, load it, walk to the back of the truck, lean on the tailgate yeah. and shoot this thing at 70 yards. And it never ran, never acted like it was scared. Didn't even care. Nothing. Get over there, and it was chewing on a cow bone. Uh, and then we walked over, and we found it laying yeah. there. And Canyon was super pumped. He wanted. He was asking about taking it home, but <laughs> it, it had mange. And I was like, no, that'll oh, make yeah. Scout really sick. Yeah, no thanks. Um, so, anyways, that was basically the full extent of yeah. the hunt. And then, of course, now that we're not there, and we could be there hunting still, Dan's I'm getting daytime deer up. pictures all the time. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of driving me crazy. All you have to do is just, like, roll your eyes. Yeah. But, I mean, I could always take him out here with me. Yeah. It's a little too cold here. I mean, this was his first year sitting, and I don't think he has the full attention span yet. No, definitely not. He's still learning. So he was on his iPad a little bit playing and fully distracted (laughs) when they were hunting. But so being in the woods out here I think would be too much for him. Yeah. I mean, the nice thing is – we're close enough. We're a couple miles from oh, my yeah. mom's house. And so if we get one, like you can always come over or if I come back and get the four yeah, wheeler, like he can come back out with me. He can go out and see the deer. He can help load well, it. Well, Maybe if you get one stuff. and then you sit with Aiden on Sunday, maybe Monday, Tuesday. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I've got, I've got the possibility of going down to Buffalo County oh, yeah. during the week this week, That's true. but my number one priority is getting my nephew, his first deer. And so I'll try to get him one. Because how, how many deer? You just have the two archery this year plus your elk. I've got two archery deer plus whatever elk meat I get. So our freezer is more than full. We're like on a second freezer now. <laughs> no, but if you think about how much meat we actually consume each year, yeah. no, we could true. probably handle five deer and the elk meat. Like Freezer-wise, we, we need another freezer. Oh, we definitely need another freezer. But we can, we'll eat... Yeah. five deers worth of meat throughout the year. Speaking of, Dan's mom and stepdad always get um, their deer processed every year, and they do different things. So the, our favorite is the venison bacon yep. out here in Wisconsin. Have we seen it anywhere else? I actually just saw a video of people doing it, uh-huh. uh, I don't know, probably three or four days ago. It's And so they were good. doing a bunch of different they were doing like the brown sugar. They were doing maple. They were oh, doing nice. all kinds of stuff. They always so. get it processed in different ways. And Dan and I just do like back straps, roast, and ground. Um, whenever we did it ourselves, we did like sausage a couple times or whatever. Yeah, broths. Yeah, different things. But um, his stepdad yesterday had us try. It was like venison bologna yeah. almost. And it was so good. It really I was. I told Dan, I'm like, you get one this year and we're just going to be like, hey. Do the back straps and give me all, like, bacon. Well, bologna. I want, like, a bunch of beef sticks yeah. or, like, venison jerky sticks, stuff, yeah. jerky, summer sausage. Like, like all the extra uh, stuff because I feel like we have a bunch of ground meat. And, you know, as m- many things that we can use the meat for, the better. Yeah. Other than just ground or steak or roast. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll probably do that here. Yeah. You know, with whatever deer I get here. Because we'll drop it off. And I might honestly just shoot too. a doe tomorrow if one comes through. Yeah. 
Like, I don't need one, but I've got three doe tags and a buck tag. So. Mm. Why do you have three out here? Yeah, they just come with. That's crazy. They come with a tag. I thought it was just like one in one. Nope. Mm. Uh, so I've got three doe tags and a buck tag. And honestly, I could just shoot something <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. Drop it off, have it processed, get it like all the good stuff, right? The stuff that we normally don't get. Yeah. And go from there. But also, I feel like with the type of food that we eat, you know, we normally don't do a lot of crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, roast can be used for everything. We eat pretty much the same thing all the time. It's just easy. Um, One, in a sense, it's healthy. Like meal planning. Yeah, meal planning-wise. We eat, like, the same breakfast, same lunch, same dinner, same snacks. Because in the RV, we don't have a ton of space, so we can't buy a lot. Um, But, yeah, just, like... Planning wise, it's easy to eat the same thing, and so it would kind of keep us on track, I guess. All right, guys. Unfortunately, seasons are starting to come to an end all across the country, and a lot of people start to lose hope at this point in the year. But here's a couple tips and tricks that just may help you find success in the late season. Number one, watch the weather. If you have a good snowfall out there, you need to be out there glassing or walking the woods, looking for fresh tracks of the big bull or the buck that you've been after all season long. Get up on a glassing hill and scan the opposing ridge lines with the spotting scope. Figure out where the animals are moving. There's no better way to know animal behavior than going and finding fresh tracks the day after a snow. Also, don't be scared to get aggressive in the late season. At this point in the year, if you blow an area out, you've got nine months before you'll be back in there. So push the limits just a little bit more. Step outside your comfort zone. If you're looking for those extra tools to help you find success in the late season, check out what's new from Vortex at vortexoptics.com and head to your favorite Vortex dealer to make sure you're ready for everything fall can throw at you. You know what I really want, though? What? Some shredded venison quesadillas. Oh, my gosh. We haven't done that in a oh, while. Oh, that sounds so good So years good right ago, now. this I'm was hungry. when we first got... I haven't got... even eaten dinner. It's 10. I haven't eat eaten this. <laughs> Um, This was probably right when we got married. Dan, whenever he was bringing all this meat home, I would find ways to cook it and look up different recipes. And we loved, like, sh- like roast beef. Um, I'd always make roast potatoes, carrots, and I was like, well, it's the same thing as, like, a venison roast. Like, might as well just, you know, try to cook it the same way. So I do a packet of brown gravy, packet of onion soup mix, some water in there, and crock pot it all day to where it just shreds. Um, Well, Dan had this wild idea one day. Let's make it into a quesadilla. And it was so good. And then... We did, like, shredded venison, beans, corn, corn, cheese. Top it with sour cream and salsa if you like it, and it was amazing. So... We'll do that and make a big pot and of it. And you can do like breakfast it. venison quesadillas yeah. out of it. Or you breakfast can do tacos. Breakfast tacos. Oh Flour, my tortilla, gosh. Tortilla cheese. Oh, you're getting hungry. There's something about a tortilla meat and cheese. Like yeah. any combination with that. Yeah. And it's good. You could do enchilada. You can do taco. Maybe you can if do your burrito, mom has a roast. You can do quesadilla. I'll throw one in tomorrow and oh, that sounds have so it ready good. for the night. That does sound good. She'll probably be making that in the morning for breakfast. <laughs> In she her did. Blind. So tomorrow she has her food prepped already. I forget what she's doing in the morning. Oh, I mentioned it. Um, but for lunch, she's making spaghetti. Yep. Yeah, she's got her noodles, her meat, and a little sauce packet. 
for her mind. It's so funny. It's always fun. Like the tradition of whitetail season here in Wisconsin is like nothing I've ever seen yeah. anywhere, period. Like out in Colorado, going out for second rifle, it's like a lot of fun. You see a lot of down. people. But here, I mean, even in Missouri, we were driving through the other day, and I pointed out to you the fact that, like, you look out, and it's opening weekend, yeah, no and you orange. don't see any orange out there. Mm -mm. Here, you can't drive past a field, a chunk without of woods, a cornfield, yeah. anything, without seeing A car parked on the side, everywhere. yeah. You're like, oh, they're in the deer stand, they're in the deer yeah. stand. Yeah, honestly, if I flew a drone up from right here, we could probably pick out 100 hunters. Yeah, that's crazy. Just from here. And it's crazy to think that there's enough deer to, I mean, in a sense, you know. Oh, there, well, there's millions of deer yeah. and not even a million hunters. But so like big ones. Yeah. Well, big ones. <laughs> there's definitely not enough big ones for everybody. I'll tell you that right now. My, you can probably tell I'm not a big hunter, but a lot of people on social media are like, why, why don't you go hunting with him? Like, go out with him. And here's the deal. I think I would. And I did, when we were married, before we had kids, like, I would go out a couple times, sit with you. It was always Dan's passion, and I never wanted to, um, one, like, get in the way of that. Because as a guy, and I feel like the head of a household and husband, like, him getting out to go do his passion, like, is that refresh, that refreshing time that he needs, and to just, like, recoup and kind of have your space. And so I never wanted to, like, encroach upon that. But I did like going out and sitting with you because it was like me getting into your world, you know, yeah. and experiencing that. But now with kids and even, especially out here, every one of his family member hunts, like someone has to watch the kids. So it's me. <laughs> but also, I just don't think deer hunting is for you. Not the way that I do it. Yeah. Like sitting in a tree stand, sitting in a blind, sitting on a bucket in the woods all day long yeah like I'm, you are just a go 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 type of person still and so like if we were doing a deer drive mm -hmm. or if we were doing spot and stock yeah. like out in the plains shed hunting shed I feel hunting like, I could like do. active I is did what like, you need i did like my doe hunt in missouri though but i think that yeah, i went you, out in the morning nothing oh, and i went out in the evening even that, we i went out in the evening and got something so it was only one day of hunting so i was like all right sweet one day i'm good got my yeah, doe but and you already started second guessing what you were doing out there oh yeah <laughs> like 40 minutes into opening morning <laughs> no it you wasn't. turned yes it 100 percent was you turned no. and you looked at me and i remember i can i can picture oh, yeah. your face saying this you turned and looked at me and you said <laughs> this is what you do all, all day, day long and i go yep, yep basically all fall any day that i can i was like and you you're like literally yeah that's what time? you said that was your follow-up do you have any idea how much I could get done <laughs> in the amount of time you sit here? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And I, and I, don't, I don't care. I don't know if that's like. There's, you could have a million things on a checklist for me, and I don't think about a single one of them I when I'm know. sitting out in the woods. Maybe that's, I don't know if that's the homemaker in me. Like, I could food prep. I could clean my house. I could do a DIY project. No, you have no idea. I could what, work. <laughs> you have no idea what idling is or being in neutral is. You're in like sixth gear, pegged all the time. All the time. Yeah. So, yeah, I just feel like there's probably other types of hunts, like pheasant hunting. I feel like you'd really yeah. enjoy. Pheasant I did like hunting. rabbit when we went rabbit yep, hunting because it's we're active. moving. Yeah, for sure. But then again, I do like, you know, getting the deer in a sense, as a reward for your hunting. But I need to know, if I'm going to spend four days out there, I need to know at the end of those four days, there's going to be a deer. You don't? 
And that's you the thing that will. I know. And that's the thing that's hard for me. And so I just kind of chop it as like, chop it if up. If you want to oh, guarantee that you're going to get something, get into fishing. And get a bluegill. <laughs> yeah. Go catch a bluegill with a worm. Like no. guaranteed, go sit by a dock with a worm and a bobber and you'll catch a bluegill. I did tell Dan, I was like, I think I want a bow because I want to, I want to get into it and I want a side note. I don't have like a, I don't have a hobby. <laughs> Sam does not have a hobby. Her hobby is more work. It's working. I love to work. I like chasing goals and achieving things and, you know, I don't know. I just love working, but yeah, I don't know. I told him I was like, I want a bow and I want to try. Because I, whenever we lived in Colorado, I would go to every, I think, Tuesday night or every Wednesday night. There would be girls' night at the local archery place. And I would go with our cousin and we would shoot um, recurve. And it was fun. I really enjoyed it. It was just something to get out and do. And so I think as the kids get older, it'll be easier to kind of get out more and to hunt and for them to come with us. Canyon loved it. And I told him, when you get older, you can't be on the iPad in the, st- in the blind. You know, you got to focus. And Ember, she's only four and a half. But she, Dan, I can tell she's going to do really good when she gets out to hunt. She yeah. is real focused. And she, I think she would love just scouting and looking. And Yeah, I think, I think she will. really enjoy it. I mean, it's young. Like, I remember, yeah. even for me, I think I really started getting to go out when I was, like, nine. Yeah. Maybe even ten. And other than that, it was just, you know, kind of a hassle to have me out there. I can't shoot. Oh, yeah. I'm getting cold. I'm Kenan getting tired. He had to pee all the time. He was yeah, chugging hot pee. chocolate. Like, I want to walk around. I yeah. want to do all this stuff. And so, like, honestly, at 12, it was pretty good because at that point, I realized, like, hey, I need to sit still. Yeah. I had a couple of years under my belt. But six is just early. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It felt very early for him to be out there. And it was fun. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, like, we're not sitting out there for five hours. Oh, no. Like, two hours, two and a half max, and yeah, he's ready yeah. to go, even with the distraction of a cell phone or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, but, no, That's here, we've got, we've got a bunch of family in town. Like I said, Josh is coming in early in the morning. So, really, in the woods with us, it's going to be me, Billy, Mark, Brady, Sam, Gage, Josh, Dang. So seven of us. On the 40 acre? On the 40. Well, there's like a 40 acre and then there's a tiny little strip of woods on the mm-hmm. other side of the road. Um, so there will be like five and two. Yeah. Really. Uh, but the the lay of the land out there, there's a lot of rolling hills inside the woods, a lot of steep mm-hmm. valleys. And so you could pack in like 15 people in there yeah. and you still probably wouldn't feel like yeah. you're on top of one another. Um yeah, we're going to go out tomorrow. Typically, opening weekend, I feel like we can usually count on three deer mm-hmm. at least. Some yeah. years, way more than that. You know, there's some years where we've got seven deer down opening weekend between us and then my mom and Kevin being out on, on his family land. Are you guys doing a, a buck pool or anything? <clears throat> there was no talk, talk of it that? today. Pretty Which is weird. slow day then. No one wants to it was. It, it feels tired. like a, It feels like a different opener yeah i don't know why maybe because we got here so much earlier yeah that's like true. we already had a full day to just hang, hang out. out enjoy time with them yeah since we're not arriving late it's not like they have to hang out and entertain us and welcome us because we've already yeah. been here so we'll see i'm i'm excited i'm hopeful 
I think there's a lot of, uh, there's going to be a lot of deer tomorrow. And there's also nothing like being out in the woods and you just hear those gunshots. Yeah. Like all day long, hundreds, if not thousands of gunshots will be heard from yeah. the woods tomorrow, just from so the R1 crazy. spot. And then knowing there's tens of thousands of more, you know, all around the, all around the state. Yeah. And, um, and then every time, like, if there's a lull and you start second guessing, like, oh, man, where are the deer at? I haven't seen any. Mm -hmm. Like, am I going to see any? And then you hear a gunshot and you immediately go back to, that could be me In, at any second. Oh, yeah, any second. Like, the deer are obviously moving. Somebody's shooting at them yeah. right now. Yeah. They could come through here right now. And then, even after you shoot, you better be on your toes still because mm -hmm. I've, I've had deer, like as soon as I shoot and like kill a deer, comes right in. another one comes right in or like three more come in or. Didn't you get a doe and a buck within minutes one time? Oh, that's happened. That happens all the time. Yeah. Every year you like somebody shoots multiple deer in yeah. a matter of 30 seconds apart, maybe yeah, more. That's crazy. And that happened last year. I mean, I shot that buck mm -hmm. and I, Aiden and I stood up and we we're going to go look at it. And I look and There's running no straight past Sam, like f less than five yards from Sam, mm -hmm. this doe just flies right past him, comes down the hill straight towards us. And we could have killed it, Dang. but I had already shot a doe that morning and then a and buck back, at that yeah. point. So, yeah, I mean, it, it happens quick out there. I'm hopeful though. I think there's going to be a lot. Um, I always love getting that texture call, like buck down, deer down. So. Well, in the group you. text, I mean, we always well, keep yeah, everybody updated. But I'm saying, updated. like, on my side with you, yeah. I love hearing that. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Part of me really wants to shoot a buck tomorrow, mm -hmm. and obviously I will if the right one steps out. Yeah. Part of me doesn't want to shoot one here at all, and I want to go down to Buffalo County where, like, they are uh, known yeah. for monsters. Because so I'm a buck, never going to shoot a giant shoot a buffalo. Here, you can't get one in buffalo yeah, County. I'll never shoot a giant buffalo county buck unless I actually go there and hunt them. Then why you don't know, you just, just get can't. a doe? And then just hold your, unless you well, see that's, a monster Well, that's tomorrow, my plan. I'm going to shoot monster. a doe. Yeah. I'll shoot a doe. If a big, big buck shows up tomorrow, yeah. I'm going to shoot it. I'm not going to pass up one here for the chance of yeah. one somewhere else. But if you see forks, then we'll no. go for a doe. And then maybe throughout the week I can shoot down there and and hunt. Yeah. Especially I've got my saddle system. I know they've got like tower blinds and stuff all over, but I'd rather just find a good spot where like nobody goes back, mm -hmm. find a good crossing point and just sit. Tuck back in. And see deer that maybe nobody has before. Could be good. It could be. But it's getting late. It's officially after ten. Let's go eat something and then go. I'm to bed. super hungry <laughs> and I think I have just one or two more things to pack up yeah. for tomorrow. So well, good luck, baby. Thanks. When are you coming out? Uh, next year. <laughs> All right. I'm going to hold you to it. Okay. We need to find someone for the kids. Oh, we can, we can cover that. Okay. Next year. Next year. And that is going to wrap it up for today's show. Now, full disclosure, I am recording this outro the final day of wisconsin's deer season so we've already gone through it it's been an insane year actually this has been the best year we've ever had on this property in central wisconsin and going into it we talked to the landowner he said 
deer numbers were up. Like he's seen more deer just firsthand in his fields than he's ever seen. And that got us really excited. Come to find out, we had a lights out year. I mean, we had some awesome encounters, bagged some beautiful animals, and you're going to hear all about that on the next episode. So hop on over, listen to that, because I sit down with my mom, my brother, and my nephew to recap all of our success stories, and holy cow, I'm still kind of in disbelief how this year went. So hopefully your year is going the same. I've got a lot more coming up, too. 2022 has been awesome for me. I mean, seriously, one of the greatest years I've ever had, some of the biggest deer, some of the biggest elk, and hopefully it continues because I've got a couple more cool hunts traveling a few different places, and then we're going to start hitting trade shows. So if you guys are going to hang out over at ATA, at SHOT Show, at the Western Hunt Expo, probably a few other ones, I should be at each one. I think I'm going to bring my podcast equipment on a cart and just kind of cruise around and do podcasts with different people. So I hope to see you guys there. And until next time, get out there and chase a new adventure.